Hi all, welcome to Strategic Timeout, a new podcast on all things cricket. I'm Srinath Bhashyam and I'm joined by Gaurav Sundaraman. Just to give a background, the both of us have worked in cricket in various analytical and strategic roles for the last five odd years and we are hoping that we are able to draw from that experience to come up with insights and dig deep into stories from the game that we so dearly love. Both of us are also big trivia enthusiasts, so we are hoping to enliven our podcast with trivia nuggets. The disclaimer, of course, is that these are obviously our personal thoughts and do not reflect the opinions of our employers. Hi, Gaurav. Hi, Srinath. Good to be back again for our second episode of the uh, Strategic Timeout. Uh, I'm excited uh, to discuss about the Aussie victory. It looks like a lot of stuff we spoke about uh, came uh, true. Yes, Gaurav. uh, I think it was a good first test and... uh, uh, just one point leading into the test match, uh, there were a lot of uh, thoughts and a lot of uh, news about um, the Australian selections and um, a lot of people were criticizing the selectors for not probably making the right decisions. And uh, I think uh, after the result of the test, uh, they've been vindicated big time. And like you rightly said, uh, not only them and even even we have uh, been vindicated in some sense because we concurred with their thoughts and we thought they had made a few good moves, they'd made a few positive moves to uh, help them, uh, you know, enable them to actually do well in the Ashes. Uh, so, uh, talking specifically about the selections, Gaurav, um, I mean, the three, there were three contentious selections, uh, Tim Payne, Sean Marsh and Cameron Bancroft. Uh, individually, I think all three of them had very good tests. Tim Payne, Tim Payne, I thought, had a fairly solid test behind the stumps, except for that single blemish where he put down a chance. It was a relatively tough chance. Otherwise, I think he was pretty good, uh, you know, behind the stumps as a keeper. Um, uh, and I think he had a very important role to play in one uh, key point in the test, uh, which was uh, the stumping of Moin Ali, because the partnership between Moin Ali and Bairstow was proving to be pretty dangerous. And uh, imagine if they had put on another 50 to 75 runs, the, the complexion of the test could have been very different uh, and uh, the equations would have been different. So uh, I thought uh, Tim Payne did a, a good job there uh, stumping uh, Moin Ali. And we know Moin Ali is a dangerous cricketer and can change a test match uh, uh, very quickly. And with respect to his batting, Gaurav, uh, uh, he would have liked to get more runs, but uh, he got out to a really good delivery from James Anderson bowling with the second new ball. And I think most batsmen would have edged that. I'm pretty confident that uh, he will have a role to play in the rest of the series, uh, uh, scoring some quick runs down the order. And uh, with respect to Sean Marsh, Gaurav, uh, again, uh, a good selection in the sense that uh, he, he might have scored only 50 runs. But uh, in the context of the game, I think there were 50 very, very crucial runs because England were at were on top at that point of time when he came to the crease and it was important for somebody to stay with Smith and stitch together a partnership and uh, I think Sean Marsh did exactly that finally coming to Cameron Bancroft I think uh, Bancroft again missed out in the first innings but uh, you know uh, scored a very good half century in the second and more importantly Gaurav I think he you know, he didn't throw his wicket away. He was there till the end, took his team to victory. And these are small things that tell you what a batsman or a cricketer is actually made of. Um, I think when we talk about uh, Cameron Bancroft in the future, Gaurav, I think we will increasingly see ourselves talking about his uh, mental strength. I think he's a uh, uh, very strong-minded individual, uh, seems to have a lot of patience and discipline. And these are attributes that will really enable an opening batsman to do well because, as we know, opening the batting in test cricket is one of the hardest jobs. And um, I think Cameron Bancroft is definitely a good prospect for Australia in the future. All in all, uh, the Australian selectors definitely need to be commended, especially given all the criticism that they've been facing. 
absolutely some very good uh, points about each of those individuals and i also felt that uh, the need uh, uh, to win the second test would uh, further the, uh, justify what the selectors have done because the second test is also very crucial and a couple of players whom uh, i guess i wanted to mention about in the first uh, test was about uh, pat cummins and steven smith uh, i think cummins is a very very good all-rounder and slightly underrated in terms of his uh, batting abilities i think he's really good i saw him even in the ipl in the big bash and i know it's a different format even the test against bangladesh he uh, actually batted very well he looks solid and i think he needs a promotion i think he should be batting above stark according to me uh, because stark is slightly aggressive or maybe they they like that mix and match of having stark first and cummins later but that was a solid innings and he he knows how to uh, play the quicks and uh, he's not too bad against spin as well i'm excited about pat cummins and he comes down and bowls those 140 kilometers an hour deliveries and he took some crucial wickets I, he took the wicket of mark stoneman i think i'm very very excited about pat cummins and i hope he uh, goes injury free and he can play the next uh, eight tests uh, this uh, against england and uh, south africa and uh, talking about the man steve smith uh, it's one of the best innings i've actually seen somebody play i actually saw most of uh, Uh, the test and England came up with such good plans and it was so nice to watch. It was test cricket at its best. I felt uh, England had uh, plans of the short ball. They kept a field uh, fully on the leg side. Then they tried uh, bowling a bit wide. A lot of people say it's very defensive, but I think it's fine. Uh, they, he had to. Uh, uh, he struggled to score the, his runs. And if England were lucky or if England had bowled slightly better to the other end, it's okay. At the end of the day, you need to get a team out. It's okay if Stephen Smith is still not out. Uh, England could have bowled them out. for what 210 220 it it's just that cummins innings actually played a much um, uh, crucial role in australia's victory and uh, steve smith had a lot of patience and he's clearly way above the rest according to me it was a super knock tested his patience uh, tested his boundary hitting ability and he came out uh, successful uh, I, i was also thinking how do how do we actually get steve smith out how, how what does england do uh, like do will they come up with the same plan or slightly different plan i don't know but the conditions are going to be very different in adelaide and under under lights and the swinging ball smith still not the best with the swinging ball in england he has a good record but both uh, i think both the hundreds were in london i think lords and oval i'm not sure if he did well in uh, edgbaston and nottingham i think the australia batsman itself did badly but I'm slightly skeptical about his uh, performance in Adelaide. I'm thinking that he will nick one or two uh, deliveries and uh, give opportunities to England. So it's going to be very, very exciting to see how these guys play under uh, lights and uh, how they tackle the swing. Regarding Steve Smith, Gaurav, I was just wondering um, um, with respect to uh, how how to bowl at him because uh, he's just been piling on the runs. Uh, he's got a phenomenal average. Um, uh, uh, almost seems to be like Bradmanesque uh, in in modern terms. uh what i would uh, probably be interested to find out is if uh, you know the bowlers just uh, take out his movement and shuffling at the crease uh, and just constantly target a line of either bowling the fourth fifth sixth term channel outside of and set an according field um uh, irrespective of what he does well, uh, what happens pretty often nowadays is uh, when the bowlers see the batsman the steve smith move and shuffle they're trying to aim at the stumps and try for an lbw dismissal and he hardly ever misses those balls that are bolted to stumps and that's his strength and he's able to flick it away on the on side so take that out of the equation uh, do not try to take him uh, get him out lbw try to bowl a line on the fifth sixth stump uh, corridor outside of stump and see what he does um, maybe you can cut down the runs a little bit uh, 
maybe uh, restrict the the flow of runs and see how he reacts to that maybe get him a little impatient and then make him play uh, get make him get out of his comfort zone um, then it would be interesting to see what what really he does got great i also would like to see moin ali bowl more from around the wicket he didn't do that much uh, to smith uh, the last game i i felt early on he bowled a lot over the wicket i remember a couple of dismissals of steven smith against ashwin and uh, against mehdi hasan i think uh, both were around the wicket uh, uh, maybe that angle kind of irritates steve smith i hope to see ali bowl a lot around the wicket to uh, smith but uh, uh, obviously the conditions have to help a little bit but if there is some spin um, uh, i would like to see ali do that and uh, the other thing is when we look ahead uh, to the adelaide test it's very very uh, uh, interesting to see how uh, the australian top order actually shape up i think again it's going to be a battle where the australian uh, batsmen need to uh, outbat england batsmen if they are going to uh, win the win the second test uh, they somehow got out of jail uh, without a big performance from the top order but uh, i don't think adelaide is the venue uh, for that and if you actually uh, an interesting uh, nugget would be uh, both the adelaide test matches if you uh, the, t- the team which is won the toss has i think uh, uh, chosen to bat and uh, they've ended up losing the game which is south africa and new zealand against uh, australia so uh, uh, that's again going to be on the minds of uh, england who look at uh, such stuff before a game so will they bat first will they bowl uh, it's going to be very interesting and a lot of strategies i remember faf declaring uh, because he wanted to bowl in the night uh, to australia so such stuff opens up and england are capable of doing such things so uh it, it it won't be uh, a surprise if uh, we find something unusual happening in terms of batting orders in terms of sending in the right players uh, because of uh, handling the twilight uh, part of adelaide so i'm excited to watch this and uh, i think uh, it boils down to the better batting team again uh, this time because both are very good swing bowlers and have uh, guys who can uh, 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 consistently keep it tight so uh, it's very close and my i'm looking by looking ahead i'm i'm going for australia again but just by uh, a very very small margin true gaurav uh, i think uh, uh, you, as you rightly pointed out the ball swings a lot more uh, in adelaide at least that's what we've seen with the pink ball tests uh, uh, the couple of previous tests that have been played in adelaide uh, talking specifically about the personal gaurav uh, I, i i think you're right i think uh, as we had pointed out in the preview as well uh, the effectiveness of uh, anderson and wokes would uh, be enhanced uh, in such conditions uh, wokes i thought was a little bit of a disappointment gaurav in uh, in the first test at the gabba i think uh, a lot more was expected from him in terms of uh, just being incisive with the ball and then his contributions with the bat i think there was a lot of pressure on wokes going into the first test especially in the absence of stokes because then he was uh, kind of looked looked upon as the the person to really rise to the challenge of uh, having a stokes size hold in the middle order and uh, i think unfortunately he couldn't come through and handle the kind of pressure that uh, you know he he was under going into the test uh, uh, he disappointed with the bat and even with the ball garo uh, to be honest i think works really uh, you know succeeds does well in conditions where there is a little bit of a swing on offer to the bowler uh, he, which is why he does pretty well in english conditions because he's got he's got the ability to swing the ball away from the right hander and gets a really good shape on the ball um however on on wickets like we discussed in the in the preview on wickets which do not offer a lot of uh, movement either in the air or lateral movement of the pitch 
uh, I am not really sure if uh, Vokes would be the most effective type of bowler. Uh, uh, having said that, I think Adelaide is a is a great place for him to start. Uh, you know, regaining his confidence for the rest of the tour. Uh, I think the ball will move around, and I, I think uh, if he can string together a good performance there, he can he, he can grow his confidence. He can uh, t- he can actually build his confidence from from that. Again, uh, the the likes of uh, Perth and uh, MCG. I'm not really sure how much a moment will be on offer in the air. So, I'm, we've got to see how works goes in those tests, Gaurav. Yeah, I guess I was pretty wrong about Wokes in the first test. I thought he would play a much bigger role. Somehow, uh, he didn't seem as effective. Uh, but let's wait and watch. I think if Wokes requires good conditions to bowl, then I'm not sure if he's the right man to have for all the fight tests. Then They may have to bring in Overton. And uh, let's see uh, how it goes. Um, on another note, so now that the Ashes is so was so gripping and uh, it was a great test to watch, on the other side, uh, the India Sri Lanka Test, oh man, it was it was it was a very tough one for the eye. Uh, it was a mauling by India over Sri Lanka, and Sri Lanka didn't seem to have uh, uh, anything uh, to compete. Uh, it was it was very tough uh, to watch. India were dominating that Test match, and what actually I felt uh, was slightly. Uh, sad about Sri Lanka was their approach and the way they lost their wickets and somehow it didn't seem like they were uh, on top of their game. They felt that they had lost the game the moment uh, these guys scored their centuries. On the first day, they all out for 205. A lot of poor shots. I think they've come with the mindset of playing aggressive cricket and uh, uh, something something tells me like they, they had a meeting or whatever and they discussed that, look, we need to score a lot of boundaries. We need to play aggressive. We can't be slow. And that's just resulted in some easy wickets. Uh, apart from maybe Karuna Ratne, I not see much of a good uh, long test match batsman there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, they do. Do you have any ideas what they are likely to do in the third test? Gaurav, I think uh, Lanka were riding high pretty much after the away win in uh, in in uh, UAE against Pakistan and uh, you know that it's pretty much a fortress for Pakistan so there was a really commendable job by Sri Lanka winning the series in fact blanking them 2-0 and uh, of course they did benefit from a relatively inexperienced batting lineup with the retirement of uh, Misbaul Haq and Yunus Khan but still it's not easy to beat Pakistan there they followed that up with you know a reasonably competitive performance in Eden Gardens of course they again benefited from winning the toss and putting the opposition in putting india in and making the most of uh, the the green conditions um, uh, and uh, gradually as that test progress you could see india reasserting itself towards the the uh, the latter part of the test but uh, they would have still taken a lot of confidence from the test, Gaurav. And just the way Suranga Lakmal bowled, I think, uh, uh, would have given the Sri Lankan uh, management a lot of confidence. So, having this context, I think uh, the uh, the loss in Nagpur is very, very demoralizing. I think, like you rightly said, I think uh, there's not a lot of positives to take from this test. Um, uh, the batting crumbled under pressure. Um, and the bowling looked pretty flat, to be honest. Uh, honestly, Gaurav, I think I'm not as worried about uh, Sri Lanka's uh, batting resources uh, uh, as compared to their bowling. I still think they have a few talented batsmen. Uh, in fact, I was actually watching the Under-19 Challenger Trophy where Sri Lanka is fielding a team. They sent a board President's eleven Under-19 team and I'm pretty impressed with the, the kind of young batting talent that they have, uh, Gaurav. But... Uh, I think uh, the bowling is where uh, they need to really bolster their stocks because uh, we have to bear in mind that 
Rangana Herat is not too far away from retirement. Who's going to be the match winner on on wickets, which might not offer a lot for bowlers? Uh, so that's a big concern for Sri Lanka, and uh, I think it's important for them to uh, figure out uh, their their bowling stocks for in the in the near future. Uh, specifically about their batsman, Goro, I think uh, uh, they have decided to back somebody like Samara Vikrama, who looks to be playing his shots. Like you said, even in Eden Gardens, he was looking to play, uh, uh, you know, in an aggressive fashion, where maybe he could have been a little bit more discreet. Uh, a little bit more circumspect, uh, but again, Gaurav, it's not as you know, it's not an easy place for any batsman to debut in India, especially against a strong lineup like India, you know, who are so very well prepared. So uh, let's see what he does in the future. And uh, another point I want to make, Gaurav, is about uh, Niroshan Dikwala. I mean, he's uh, uh, come across as somebody you know with uh, with sparks of talent. Um, you know, seems to be able to play. You know those. Uh, sparkly innings but one thing i'd like from him gorov is uh, for him to like uh, just uh, put his head down and play a slightly longer uh, uh, knock because even as we've seen in um, in some of the odis where he opens the batting he seems to make those uh, uh, you know quick 25 30s and then gets out in a really soft fashion he did of course score a couple of 50s against pakistan in uae but i would really like him to score uh, you know more of these 50s and convert those 50s into 100s if possible because uh, uh i think uh, once you've gotten off to a start it's important to capitalize on that and score the big big hundreds or the daddy hundreds like you'd want to put it and uh, the third point i want to make uh, gorov is uh, about uh, another young player that they have in their squad which is dhananjay deselva i think is a fabulous talent he burst onto the scene um, in the series against australia at home where they won 3-0 and he scored a back against the wall century against the likes of stark uh, and he was just so impressive with the amount of time he had to play the pacers uh, and uh, you know it seemed like uh, you know sri lanka had found somebody who who could uh, really serve them well uh, for a long time and after that he went to south africa and uh, you know he had a bad series there of course it's not easy for any young batsman to go to south africa and uh, i think he he was then he didn't find favor with the selectors and gradually found himself being dropped i think uh, you know selectors should have backed him a little bit more there um and then he's had to go to uh, sri lanka eh? i think he and he's forced uh, his way back to the team just by the volume of runs he scored for sri lanka eh? i think he scored quite a few runs against west indies eh? and they br- uh, brought him back i really do think that uh, sri lanka should uh, play dhananjay deselva in the next test uh, there are talks that he might be replacing tirumanne uh, i'm not really sure about that but they they could think about replacing dasun shanaka with uh, dhananjay deselva because shanaka selection was a good one for eden gardens given the kind of conditions and his seam up style of bowling would have been handy there uh, but i don't think uh, the kotla wicket is going to offer as much for the pacers so with that being the situation i think uh, there is reason for uh, dhananjay deselva to be included in the team um, uh, and just give him a long run and see see what what he will be able to contribute to the team india clearly have uh, other ideas uh, and they are just sitting and using this too there's a practice for south africa which is fair and both both teams have accepted that and looks like they're doing something similar for delhi as well i think the uh, conditions would be in favor of uh, fast bowling however the delhi wicket is usually uh, very much in favor of spinners at least that's what uh, history or the last 3 4 matches have showed us how it is good for spinners uh, but so it's going to see how whether they are the curators would actually be able to uh, uh, do a wicket which is uh, 
good for uh, uh, seamers. That's going to be interesting to see. But with all the smog and the early morning fog and the conditions, I expect some good uh, workout for the fast bowlers. It's going to be exciting to see that. And uh, talking in terms of uh, preparation for South Africa, I, I would it would be great if I could see the uh, some Indian internationals who are not playing the uh, ODIs and T20s. Looks like only four or five people are playing that. So maybe the remaining 12 or 13, maybe they could go uh, earlier to South Africa to get uh, used to the conditions. I'm not sure if uh, there is a plan, but it would be great to see something like that so that uh, they get used to the conditions and come uh, January 5th, uh, they would be uh, in a great position to um, uh, play South Africa. So uh, that's something, maybe a discussion for another day. And um, yeah, I think it was uh, good. And let's wait for the, uh, what happens in uh, Adelaide and maybe we'll uh, connect again uh, post uh, the Adelaide test in our next episode where we try to see if England made it one all or it's Australia uh, closer, closer to wrapping up the ashes. Yeah, Gaurav, I think uh, the South Africa series is going to be a really big challenge for India. Um, South Africa seemed to be back to a full-strength squad with the return of uh, AB de Villiers and it looks like even Stain might be fit for the first test. Uh, it should be a cracker uh, and this will be the ultimate challenge for uh, for the Indian team. And uh, regarding the Adelaide test, Gaurav, yes, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what uh, what's going to happen. I think uh, England will fancy the conditions a little bit more than Brisbane and uh, if there's one player, Gaurav, that uh, I think I would like to watch out for, it is Alistair Cook because uh, I thought he was a little unfortunate in the second innings of the first test. He 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 actually nailed the hook but it went straight to the fielder. Uh, there's too much experience there and he knows how to handle the swinging ball and the swinging conditions. So, uh, I'm expecting some good things from Alistair Cook, Gaurav. England, I think, will definitely put up a fight. Alright then. Until our next podcast, goodbye. Great, Shina. Thanks. See you again next week.